Hello, um, we're we're back and we have a name now. So, uh, oi, oi. hey, other than podcast, I'm uh, really pleased to be back and really grateful for like all of the wonderful messages um, you guys sent myself and Sam on, and Jonathan on the last one. Today we are with another wonderful, wonderful guest. Um, she's an actor, a writer. She has a female-led production company. Called Etch. Boom, boom, boom. We're doing a drum roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, poet. Also, there's loads, oh, there's so many wow. more strings to, to her bow. Oh, but um, she's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful artist. And uh, I think me and Sam both feel really, really passionate about her being um, one of like the, the leaders in that kind of whole um, make your own content stuff, for our generation at least, at a really, really high level. And, uh, and a new mum. So welcome, Thea Gajic. Gajic. I knew it. I knew, Ga- it. I knew I was going to have I Gajic. I should have prepped. No, no, no. Still getting it wrong. Gajic. Gajic. Mm-hmm. Spelling is misleading though. I know, but it's Serbian, so. I should know that. Yeah, actually. football yeah, I feel and like stuff. I've said it loads. What, are, you, are you Serbian? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I just mean I've known Thea. I mean, most like young, well, no, most men seem to know how to pronounce it because of football. Why is that a football yeah. name? Some footballers <laughs> are called something itch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the J is like a, a Y. So you, you should have probably... I probably should have done the intro, but <laughs> we move on, <laughs> innit? <laughs> yeah, the J is a Y and the C is a Ch. Um, it has accents, but... Perfect. Which would probably help if I had if I had put An them accent. anywhere. But thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Really thank you. Thanks me. for having me. It's a blessing. Love you guys. So. How um, it's, I, I think we should maybe start with like how we met because I just think it's the oh yeah wow the we most should. random story in the whole world. <laughs> do you, you want to say it or do you want me to do it? You do it. You do it from your perspective. Yeah, you're a host, bro. Come yeah. On. So from from my perspective, so before <laughs> before I got into acting, um, I was a, I was an estate agent, and I was working in South London, and I was working in uh, Streatham at the time. And I was quite new at this point. And the first house I ever sold, I still remember, it had white wood floors. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. And it had a dog. Yeah. And I ran around. Anyway, really, really lovely woman. And she had a daughter. And uh, <laughs> that ended up being Thea. But I didn't figure that out. She, uh, after Run, her short film, she, she made another film called Guilt. Uh, and I auditioned for it. I sent a tape. I can't, I think we, you, you had saw me on the train. Yeah, I had seen you on the train before this, learning lines, and I thought, where do I know this guy from? But I just presumed, because I saw he was learning lines, and that's why I thought, oh, he's an actor, so mm. maybe we met somewhere, like, in acting world. So what, did you guys meet when when he sold your mom the house? Or, Probably or just no, in no, passing. in we passing, never, like, in met. passing. We didn't meet, but yeah, just like, uh, oh. I saw him, so I recognised his face. And I remember my mum always saying, oh, he's such a lovely guy, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I saw him on the train one time, blah, blah. Then anyway, time goes on and I'm auditioning for the short film and he sends a tape and I'm thinking, that's the guy I saw on the train, but where where do I know him from? And I don't know why. Then I, it was his name, Jazz, that I think I remembered that my mum had said. So now I remember asking my mum, like, what was the estate agent called, blah, blah, blah. Then I emailed him back after the self-tape, and I was like, this is random. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, like, sell a, house, a flat in Brixton Hill? And he was like, yeah, da, da, da. And then that was that. 
you're like, what? Ended up selling, uh, yeah, their house. That was the first house I ever, ever sold. And then we worked together on this film. Me, Thea, Benny Sarpong, and uh, Kate Kelly. Lovely, lovely, lovely Lovely group of people. Some might call that serendipity. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. No, for sure, 100%. And you, actually, I don't know if you like know this, but like for for me, uh, because I was like brand new into sort of like that whole acting thing at that time. You Mm -hmm. were like one of the people I was kind of like, like looking at and two for like, oh, this is like my connection to some sort of like creativity. So like yeah. even after that, like years after, if I wrote a poem or something, I'd always be like, Fear, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? So, <laughs> and they're always sick. So no, no I've I really, really, you've been like, I've probably expressed my gratitude towards you before, but like you, you've definitely been like someone, especially because we're from like the same sort of areas mm. where I've looked to like, yeah, like you can be like creative from like, Area sort mm. of thing. Thank but, um, you. That's really cool. That's how we met. Yeah. I wish I had like a, a really cool <laughs> story to say how we met, but I know we were just kind of boring at one of those sort of. With that, I've seen you before. But I saw the last tree with Matthew, who runs Bounce Cinema. Did okay. they show it at Bounce? Uh, it wasn't at Bounce. Me and him went, got invited to. It was a. I don't. It was like maybe the day before it came out or something. Mm. It was like a some screening at. Maybe it was the BFI. I can't remember where it was. And there was only a few people. I think they were doing like, I think I don't know if they were critics or something, but there was a few people in there like yeah, writing yeah. and stuff. Mm. It was like in the morning and me and Matthew just sat there and watched it. And then that's how that's who I knew, how I knew who you were. Yeah. And then I think, I, which it was a great film, of course. And then I saw you, yeah, on the Thank tube you. or wherever we were. Was it um, on the tube? I don't know. We were just walking past each other and we were both just like. Yeah, it was like a. Hi. Hello. So for me, it was actually um, similar. Well, actually, not similar because you went your house. <laughs> but like uh, through your work, actually, um, back when I was on on Twitter, um, I just remember I used to see your name popping up, and uh, you always had like content that you were creating. And if it wasn't you, like sort of just putting really interesting thoughts out there and mindful thoughts out there, um, it was your work that was really like connecting with people. Um, and connected with myself as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd watch like your shorts every once in a while. And uh, I have friends that like know your work as well and stuff. So uh, yeah, like I said, a bit boring, but um, <laughs> for me it was like, look at this sort of young person that's like out there creating creating a lane for themselves and, mm. and creating a space for themselves. And uh, I found that to be quite inspirational. You know what I mean? I think as actors, it can be quite easy just to like be comfortable and waiting. Yeah. Um, but then when you see someone else that's like writing stuff and mm-hmm. trying to create content and in the end creating content of high value, especially when you like compare it to the sort of budgets that you might have had at that time. So, um, thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you're probably an inspiration to myself and Jazz, but I'm, I'm sure to many other people as well. Thank you, guys. Thrill of compliments today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get into like all of that stuff though? Because like that's how I was introduced to you. Was you, yeah. you acting first or did yeah, you start? Yeah, I've always first? acted like not professionally obviously but as a kid and always through school i was always like the lead in these school plays and stuff like that and um i always knew everyone else's lines one of those annoying kids and um yeah and then i just did it at school a level all of that yeah and then i think basically years ago so my bros called pain and yards they were just rap duo yeah um a few years back and they like kind of they basically did like 
I don't want to say the original Shiro's story, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they did like um something like that. Basically, yeah, a whole it was called it was called like it was like just called intro, but it was like an intro to their tape, right? But the intro turned into a short film in music video form. Yeah. And then there was part one, part two, blah blah blah, and it went on and on. And um yeah, so that was like a whole story and I was involved in that in helping them. I didn't have any experience at the time, really. It was just like, obviously we were kids. Yeah, and, but I kind of was interested, so I knew some things, and then I acted in that little music video series. Don't Google it, please. (laughs) You know we will. Yeah, yeah, um, (laughs) so that's kind of where I started acting on screen. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, with them, and then from there, because they were like popular at the time, I think then obviously people kind of saw me acting and yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They're just little bits and I like, can't even remember some things. But then... I saw you in a short play once as well. Uh, is it Pretty for a Black Girl? Oh yeah, that was um, Jess, at the Lyric, yeah. Yeah, that was dope as well. Laura Marshall, I remember. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really fucked with that, man. That was yeah, another that was time good. I was inspired as well. I love that play. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good play. Jess was a really good writer. Um, And anyway... I was doing like theater stuff with old Vic New Voices and yeah. um yeah training like I went to Kingdom drama school part. You went Kingdom? Yeah. I never knew that about you. Really? Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, I joined like so basically before Kingdom there was like ASA which was Emilia Means drama and that's school. And parted ways and started Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. so I was at ASA so this is back in the day, like back in the day. So I was so you there. You with like Samson and stuff as well, then? No, I don't think. So they was like, I missed. So there was like a first class. The first ever class yeah. was like them lot, I think. And then I wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think the next class. Um, so is that Rob White lot? Yeah, Rob. Big up Rob. Yeah, big yeah, up yeah, Rob. Yeah, nice so guy. then, um, Rob was our teacher. Amazing guy. Whatever. So anyway, we were doing all this theater stuff. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't have an agent, obviously, you know, do yeah. the emails. I was auditioning for <laughs> drama school. I got to the last round of RADA and I didn't get in. And then I was just like, and that was like my third year auditioning, I think, or second, I can't yeah. remember. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to go. And at the time I was creating stuff yeah. still. Like, I don't really know if I still want to go to drama school anymore. And is this, this is all before run? Yeah. Cool. Don't wanna, don't wanna, I don't know if I want to go to drama school anymore and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't have an agent, blah, blah. So then I just thought, but I was doing poetry. Obviously, these are too many <laughs> yeah. things, parallels are going on at once. Yeah. In the novel, in the novel side of me, I was doing poetry. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, like, had features on A2's song, um, my friend George's song, and yeah. um, I was doing that in the background and then I wrote this poem run that features in the film yeah and I thought oh I just want to like I just wanted to create things that I could do myself because I knew that I'd be able to do it right so before run I did this poem called wolves and I just shot it on like my friend's shitty cannon and my phone and it was like an iphone 6 or whatever at the five maybe at the time and I just did it black and white part of me so you couldn't really yeah yeah <laughs> You know, can't start degrading. Let's just do black and white. <laughs> cool. And um, it was just very abstract and all of this stuff. And that was kind of my into just creating something I could just do myself. And poems were easy because it was just voiceover. I didn't have to worry about sound and stuff like that. Yeah. I just thought I can just put the track 
on the visual and we're in. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was cool. And so that's how I started. Meanwhile, bear meanwhile, sorry. <laughs> Latimer, there was this... Um, Shakespeare thing. Is that Latimer? Is that Shakespeare? No, no, no. <laughs> it was like a networking... They were They were a creative, like agency basically that just create they just created content i guess for different brands and whatever whatever they had this sick i wish it still existed now but they had this sick networking event called latimer talk i remember those yeah Yeah. every month right that was cool um and they used to have always guest speakers come down from the industry like it was always film industry um loads of different names and it got quite big like Mm. at one point um, and that's how I basically met most people yeah. because month after month, it wasn't like a dead networking event either. Like there was buckets of red stripe and mm. do you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's just chilling. Everyone's cool. And no one really, you kind of met people because you went every month. So you built like organic relationships yeah, yeah. over time rather than just going up to someone and being like, I like your work. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So that's how I met Olan who okay. sh- shoots all, who has shot all my shorts. Um, and then anyway, me and Jess, that's how I met Jess as well. Me and Jess um, went up to him one time and complimented something he was showing at Latin. That they did like random screenings as well. And he show, showed, an, showed an advert and we liked it, blah, blah. That was it. Then after I did Wolves, he hit me up. No, he was doing something and he needed an actress. And he just kind of hit me up because he'd seen this shitty thing I filmed on my phone. Because he could kind of gain a sense of my taste or whatever yeah. from whatever I had shot. And then, yeah, that's how we met. And then I acted in something he was doing. And that's how our relationship built from there. And then, as I was saying, I did the poem for Run. And I thought, oh, instead of, like, doing a poetry film, let me try and, like, turn this into some kind of narrative. And I was so scared of screenwriting. Like, I think just being an actor and doing all these classes. And Rob Whitelock, so sick at, like, dissecting scripts and doing all this stuff and... You just get in your head like, oh, I know all of these things that exist between the lines in text. And I know that I have to act them. So how the hell am I meant to write that? How am I meant to write something that has all these things in between the lines? And I was looking at it that way. And it was just really putting me off. Mm. And then my friend just said, oh, just write a conversation like, between two people. And that's how just how I started writing. That was like before Run. Then anyway, I made Run and I just thought, let me do something simple. Like, I don't know. Talk, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did it, and then I was scared to ask Olan because I was like, <laughs> "You're not gonna shoot this, yeah, like yeah, yeah. what?" And I put a call out like on Instagram or whatever, and he hit me up like, "Because <laughs> 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 you didn't shout me." <laughs> yeah, why yeah. didn't you shout me? Da, da, da. You and I sent in the script, yeah. and he liked it, and then yeah, so then that's how our relationship worked, and so yeah, we shot run in like five hours. Um, which is crazy, but it was just like an overcast day. I left, I, I remember asking, I think it was maybe Felicity. There was only three, there was like me, Felicity, and Olan, and a sound guy called Michael Clayton. That was the only crew on run. And then I was, then there was us, the actors, and that was it. And I remember afterwards being like, did I direct it? Like, I'm not really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure, because that was the first time I really directed something. Yeah, yeah. And like f- from that point until now it's like i've learned that the directing is really in the prep of something and when you're on set you might not really feel like 
you're directing it, but you already have. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, when you yeah, get yeah. there, you're just everyone else is making it happen with you. But your all of your ideas have already been made. Like they've already existed mm. for you mm. to get to this point. But obviously the first time doing that, I didn't really realise that um <laughs> that time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. And then my friend was like, Yeah, you did. Like you came up with all <laughs> you came up with all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, and then I was not expecting anything to happen from run. I just wanted some showroom material mm. to get an agent. Like, I just thought, yeah, help my friends out. We can all have some kind of scenes. True, yeah, yeah, yeah like, to put out. And then, yeah, then it just blew up. And I was just thinking, oh, what? I just had, I just had no expectations from it, which I think is why That's it was nice. so great, like, way, afterwards, yeah. yeah. There's but so then, many nuggets there, man. But carry then on. after that... Obviously, everything goes downhill from your first thing, innit? Then you're just like, oh, man, how do I... Do that again. Do that again. And then you just go through all of that thing as an artist, which I'm sure is across the board with albums, with pieces of artwork, with whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's not really pressure on your first piece of work because... It's your first one. You're just doing it. Yeah, Yeah, you're just doing it. And after run, that was guilt. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to talk about... Because I think that's that's like quite fascinating. Yeah, so Guilt, which Jazz brilliantly acted in. And I still love... Like, I feel like I watched it last year. It's just on my Vimeo with shitty sound, which is why it's not come out. But um, it's just... There's just some funny bits in that, that film. It's just funny. But, um, but how was that, though? Because I suppose that being your second thing, coming off, like, something that, that yeah. went so well with Run. yeah. Doing it again and having that pressure on it and then it not being able to come out because of reasons outside of your control. Yeah, it was just like, it was just frustrating, pardon me, Um, and I don't know, I'm trying to remember like how I felt at the time. I think, yeah, I just think I just felt frustrated and annoyed and... Then also, I was also, like, over it in the same breath because I've been trying for so long to get the sound sorted out, like, yeah. for a period of time. And after a while, you're just like, oh, like, let me just write this off, like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And give it to you guys. So if you wanted to use anything from it, like, for a showreel scene, the sound would be fine. But it's just, like, it was too... There was no mix, basically. And yeah. I, had ed- and I edited all of them myself. So I had edited it on Final Cut at the time, which is how I learned to edit on that software. But most people don't use Final Cut industry-wise anyway. So when I was trying to export sound from the software for someone else to edit, it was like, no, you need a third-party software to change it to this. I don't have any money to pay for any of that stuff. stuff. And um, then the sound guy, the sound mixer went AWOL. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. No, no, it was just all just like, what I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I've even lost that hard drive. Like, so all the original files of Run and Guilt, they're gone. Like, no, the hard drive I have, but it's just, it's, Corrupt or it's yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, so yeah. I actually want to rewind. Um, but you can watch it if you want, if you want to see jazz in action. I've seen this guy. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. Um, I actually want to rewind because, uh. I feel like there's so many nuggets in in the things that you've shared so far, um, and I guess I'd well many people probably describe your journey thus far as quite quite a successful one. Do you know what I mean? In doing your own thing, um, but out of curiosity, what would you define as as success in in your work or in this industry? 
Um, I don't know. It's something I still battle with now. Like, um, can I take Jonathan's answer? Because his was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's something I still battle with um, all the time. Like, sometimes you feel successful, like, after a project or it's like, sometimes for me, success is if I'm working on something and I've done it, then it, that's it. Like, I'm there. Yeah. Like, similar to what Jonathan was saying, like, you're in the moment and you've done this thing that you set out to do, mm. even at different stages in that process. Like, so I'm doing my feature at the moment. Like, you get to a certain place with the draft and you're like, yeah, like, this is successful. If I look back to where I started, mm. this length of time is success. And then it's like, that's what you know to be true and that's your reality. But then you have all this noise, right? Sorry, all this noise, like, social media and comparing yourself to other people whose whose success can be pointed at by the masses. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then it's like, no, that's success. Mm. Because a hundred people said it is, or however many yeah, thousand yeah. people. No thousands of people aren't saying my thing is is a success. Yeah. So then it's like and you know that that's fake though, yeah? But <laughs> it still gets to you. Yeah. Because you're like, you still want like as much as you're making art for yourself and for to express what you want to say, it's like at the end of the day, you need something back. For sure. <laughs> like <laughs> whether it's money, yeah, whether it's like notes or whatever it is yeah. and it compliments or critique or whatever mm. and it's like you need something back like just even on a human level mm. and sometimes I guess it's just asking yourself like what do I need back and how does that change how I view success like am I getting whatever I think success is yeah. like back once I put something out mm. And yeah, like I felt success so many times and then I haven't. And sometimes it's like, I don't know, I feel like I still got a lot of growing to do with not relating it to external, even though I don't, like, I, it's just jarring. So Cause I know, hard, I know that I don't, it? like I know the truth is that it's not yeah. that, but it's just the noise. But, it, but And also part of it, it, it sort of is as well though. Yeah, I it is. Yeah, it is. I, um, my, I was talking to my friend once and we were talking about can you separate um, happiness yeah. from achievement? Mm. Mm. I've been sitting on this for years <laughs> and I still can't like figure that out because naturally you're human yeah. and like on a basic sort of survival level, if mm. you're making stuff and you're putting energy and time into something, yeah. ideally, like, I don't think it's too much to ask that you can provide for yourself mm. yeah. with that stuff. Like mm. you would in any other thing where you're exchanging time and efforts for um, for, for money in, in any f form of work. So I think that's really, really difficult to do. But yeah. I think you're, in comparison to to compare, um, but in comparison to like Jonathan, I think um, why I, I know I was so keen um, to, to, to do this with you is because unlike Jonathan, who's had like a super kind of like, almost like perfect, like institution, like black and white, I'm gonna go to drama school, mm. then I'm gonna get top agent, then I'm gonna come out and yeah. smash bad jobs. Like that's quite, 
Like that's what I think a lot of people would attribute success to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you um, have achieved sort of success in your own way in a completely different way. Like mm. you, you've you've basically created n- near enough every opportunity you've had mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. Mm. Like you could book all the jobs in the world, but the level of fulfillment that like, when you look back on everything that you'll get from like how you've approached this thing is like. I just think that's fucking inspiring. All the people I look at, like uh, Rinze, Daniel Kalua, all of those people, I think you guys, it wasn't some overnight thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're yeah. grinding, you're putting in efforts, you're creating shit. And it's like the level of artistry that I think you get to when you do it, like the way you've done it, is that you, the, you're going to touch so many people and find a completely different level of fulfillment in the work you're putting out. Because you're not just an actor for hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you would have liked to have been at one point, <laughs> but because it just didn't so go that did. way for you. Yeah, of course. But like, I think you'll you'll get that, and you'll yeah, be able no, to yeah, yeah, I get you. The stuff you've done so far, you'll just never be able to like. You can't replicate that with booking a job. Yeah, no, hundred percent, I agree, and I think it's just about like remembering that. Yeah. Um, as well, because it's so like, and just just remembering. I guess, yeah, the people that you. Like people like yourselves who think in similar ways. Yeah. I guess it's kind of what you're talking about in the last thing about craft and all of that stuff. But it's just it's just hard because we're always less quiet, right? These our type of people mm. and people who they don't care if you've been working for ten years on something. What? You're director today. Sick. Oh, let me just direct someone's video and it's blown. Yeah. They care about that person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so that's what's frustrating. Obviously, I'm sure everyone feels that at some point. Facts, yeah. So, and then that's what's frustrating, I guess. And that's what gets all the attention and all the noise. And then it's like, but I've been here. (laughs) I've been here. Like, I've been here. Mm. You lot don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So community though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why it's so important. And that's why I think like things like this are so important. Like, go hard, like bounce cinema. Um. Bounce is great as well, man. Yeah. I've only been to that twice, but yeah. I remember the first time I went, it was at Rich Mix. Yeah. And I was like, this is a fucking vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. remember just, this is a proper vibe. Mm. So um, that, that's something I think like everyone should be going to. And I know personally so many people who have been who have felt like they found a, like a, a sense of community at mm-hmm. Bounce. But again, it's, it's you, the guys running it, like Matthew, I think is another like wonderful, it's, it's people who are putting at work first. Mm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not super clicky. Mm. And even if it feels like it is, it's because there's like a common purpose of like people identifying um, in a similar way to this thing that yeah. brings people together. It's not like a, a closed group or mm. a shop. So yeah, I Things like that are just inspiring in themselves. Yeah, yeah, so it's true. It's just community. Community is the word. Um, Do you feel like you found that? in 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 uh i guess over the course of like your career because i think it's quite interesting talking about some of the frustrations that you found in terms of and correct me if i'm wrong it to me it sounds like uh finding uh i guess validation mm-hmm. kind of outside of actually doing the work yeah um and for me i feel like uh Naturally, because we're human, that, that kind of just happens. Do you mm. know what I mean? You do it, but you never know. Is this, does this stick? Does this, is this going to yeah. work out? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I think I've found in just like having friends like Jazz and, and, and others that are around me, you know, pe- a lot of the people that I trained with as well, mm. there's that element of just like, you know what, if my, if my people have something to say to me, then that's cool. So mm-hmm. for you, do you feel like you have that kind of, uh, 
community that helps you to feel that sort of validation in your work outside of the Twitters and the Instagrams. And yeah, definitely. Like no, I definitely do. That's why it's, it's annoying because it's like, I know, <laughs> I know like the truth and I know what's right and what's not and whatever. But I guess it's just like, that's why sometimes I just come off social media because it's like, I know that I'm being just, Triggered. Yeah, just triggered. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. deactivated Twitter off forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Twitter's not seeing me ever again. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Some good days are gone. And you, <laughs> I feel like you were one of the people. Good who days were, like, on Twitter are gone. You were like a Twitter person. Yeah, I liked Twitter, and yeah, then I yeah. gradually just just went down. But that's yeah. like that's even beyond industry stuff. That's just Twitter being annoying. Like mm. people thinking that they know everything, and yeah, then yeah. it's the whole thing of like being woke, and oh, you, now you can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Or if you say if you do say something but it's not in line with what everyone else thinks, then it's this or it's that. And it's like I got drawn out so many times on Twitter, like <laughs> so many times. Honestly, I'd have arguments on there with yeah. these random guys. Like I knew I wasn't going back to Twitter when um when I saw that the Princess of Wakanda was getting uh, cancelled. I, like, I, right. I feel like you were never like because we've had conversations about this before about yeah. like because I think this that around the times of Run and like when that stuff was coming out, I think like there was a big kind of Twitter actor sort of movement. Massively. And yeah. I remember you went to this screening of uh, Remy's film mm. and you, we, we sort of spoke about it after because you felt like you weren't really that part of that whole mm. like acting community thing. Mm. But was that a conscious thing for you? Sort of not buying too much? Because you've always, uh, from knowing you, you've kind of like, Obviously, you have a community from like identity and places like that and mm. other good friendships, but like you never, you never got too caught up in like social media, and you're still not now. Even like mm. working and being on sort of like much bigger profile things, mm. you, you've you've kept a distance. It feels like from that. I feel like it's um, it it's mainly for me based in the idea. Long story, long story, and I'll, I'll keep it really short. I used to call myself like an aspiring actor, right? I was in my bios on, on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, aspiring actor, aspiring actor. And to all the aspiring actors out there, keep aspiring, innit? Yeah, but yeah. for me, one one of my friends said to me one time, he was like, oh, um, you know, you've worked on commercials and you've done little bit, bit part jobs out here. You're an actor, no? And it hit me and I was like, rah. I kind of did that because that's what I saw other people doing yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. really feel validated within my own work to be like, yeah, mm. you know what, I'm an actor. Mm. Um, and so when he said that to me, I was like, right, so what is it that actually makes me feel fulfilled in this thing that I'm doing? I've been paid to do it. And yet I still call myself aspiring. And, and what I found is like, in sort of being in those spaces, um, rightly or wrongly, you just end up like comparing yourself to people. Yeah. And you end up finding or, or seeking Again, I don't know why, but I keep coming back to this word validation. You just you end up seeking it in in things that I don't actually think validate you. You know, I think mm. if you are constantly uh, looking to to others or to what others are doing and comparing yourself, you end up like you're always gonna do that. Yeah, you're just always gonna do it. You know, I watched. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched BoJack. I'm gonna go on mad tangents. Horseman, we have to edit Horseman. BoJack Horseman. All right, yeah, cool. So. <laughs> I'm not even going to, I don't want to, spoiler like, alert, it. Oh, it's so good. Spoiler <laughs> alert, yeah. yeah. Cool. So he's, he, for those that watch it or whatever, I don't need to explain it, but he's an actor. He's like a sort of has-been, sort of washed-up actor. actor. Pardon? The horse is an actor. Oh. You've got to watch it, I'm telling you, it's so good. Um, and uh, he's an actor and he's kind of like flopping. He did like a really big show back in the 80s or 70s or whatever. He's not, he's, he's not really acting much now. 
seasons ahead, he wins an Oscar, right? And it drives him drives him insane because he's never had that sense of self worth within himself mm. to be like these things don't really make me who I am. You know, he was constantly kind of striving for these things and searching for these things. And I think that's kind of the way that I've tried to look at it. I tried to look at, sounds so self-righteous, but I just tried to look at like defining success for myself. Do you know what I mean? And, and allowing that to be that way. Plus I'm, I'm a private person. I'm kind of shy sometimes as well. So it's like, it's kind of easier just to be like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to be out here on Twitter talking yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I don't need to be out here on Insta. And I think I've people try friends. and find that sense of purpose and validation through having a voice on mm. on Twitter. Do you know which what I mean? which or I ended up doing. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. you find yourself being things that maybe you're not sometimes. Um, mm. But what I really enjoyed about like and still enjoy about those spaces is you end up just like seeing things that could inspire you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. again, seeing your work and, and talking to one of my friends who's also a filmmaker. And he'd mention you, and I was like, I think you're amazing. For you. So for you now to mention Theo, that's like, damn, I need to get into this girl's work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think I think there's there's positives and negatives to yeah, to being sure. in these spaces for sure. Yeah, definitely. I just think like Twitter just got to a point for me where I was just like, tuned out. It just wasn't even benefiting anything I was doing. Like not work. It wasn't benefiting my work. Like I would put something on there and get one retweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, well. Moving on. <laughs> Why else am I on here? Mm. Like, I'm sharing my, like, obviously you can share your thoughts, but the most things, most of the things I was seeing just about life stuff, yeah. politics or whatever, it was just triggering me because I just thought, there's so many just <laughs> frustrating people. Yeah, yeah. And they're all here for some reason. The amount of things I muted, words I muted on Twitter is just, and I still saw them. I don't know, the mute thing doesn't work. Because I would mute so many words, so many phrases. I didn't want to see anything. I just wanted to see memes. <laughs> All I wanted was funny memes. And then and it just I, just, I said, yeah, let me come off this. So um, so getting back to sort of your journey. Also, just quickly, because when you were releasing all your content, that was on your own channel as well. Yeah, on just Vimeo, yeah. But that's, again, that's kind of like, because um, I guess like a lot, there's there's wonderful channels that are supporting new work, like uh, Million Youth Media, yeah. Teddy and those guys. Was that like a conscious decision for you to um, to like build up your own thing? Because even that decision sort of says to me that this is like me about me and my work rather than me getting a million views. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know anything Yeah. when I made Run. Like I didn't know, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I was very much more in the acting world yeah. at that time. So I didn't really, know, I wasn't in the know about all these platforms that do this stuff. Yeah, that yeah, present yeah. filmmakers. And um, I think I knew about Short of the Week, which Run eventually ended up on, but this was a while after it had come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't really think I, yeah. Also, I've always had this thing, which is, a benefit and a downfall is like I just once I've had once something's ready I just want it out yeah, I don't yeah. want to wait three months to see if you're gonna put it on your yeah, platform yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm -hmm. it's just I just need it's like yeah, something about the art so whatever kind of artist I am I'm like I need it to be out yeah and so that was like with Run that's just how I felt and um yeah so I just put it on my Vimeo and it um and then it went it did go on I think soon after that it went on BFI Networks page, yeah. mm. um, which is how I got on their radar. 
and then short of the week had seen it on BFI Network's page, um, and then they wanted it on short of the week. Yeah. And then that's when it did yeah, like well. numbers and stuff. That's so dope. Like your your journey, like hearing it, because I I wasn't really as much as I knew of you, I I wasn't really aware of like mm-hmm. of, of like how you've come to be where you're at now, and to think you started from Wolves. You said just now you did run and you didn't really know like you're kind of figuring out at the time. Yeah. And now you're on the, do you, what was that? The iFeatures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019 cohort mm-hmm. and developing your own feature right now, which I think deserves like a, a little shout out. Do you know what I mean? Thank you, thank you. Um, like what's that What's that journey been like for you? I guess you've, you've learned on the job, I would assume. Like, yeah, definitely for, I mean, the perk is like all of like filmmaking, um, it's all very interlinked. So like, I learn how to script write from being an actor, because I'm always you're always reading scripts yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. always. I learned how to edit, obviously YouTube and stuff. But in terms of like knowing where to cut, is because of however many films I've watched. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how interested and invested I am in film as a passion. It's like you subconsciously know. No, this is too long. I need to cut here. No one taught me that. I didn't yeah. read any editing books. I didn't. Obviously, you can learn how to, what button to press to make the cut, but you can't learn where, where, where to, cut. to cut. Do you know what I mean? But also, so, sorry, just to go back as mm. well. That's not like just because you were an actor. I think that just says a lot about how you are approaching your craft yeah. as an actor. You reading loads of plays, you reading loads of scripts, watching all those films with that sort of eye isn't something all actors do. No, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So like again, that's mm. like your commitment to trying to like figure out the acting stuff that's like open yeah so i think how committed i was well i still am but in terms of when i was first learning acting and like taking all of it in so seriously yeah like always in a national theater bookstore bookshop do you know what i mean what plays what monologue (laughs) like i was a student yeah like a proper student at this acting thing so yeah just all of that i guess yeah that taught subconsciously taught me script writing and film subconsciously taught me editing and whatever. Yeah. Um, In terms of directing, I guess I kind of learned that through teachers and I was still very like shady. I also didn't want to be this person who just like the people I'm randomly talking about like, oh, today I'm going to, I'm going to be a director. Like, so I was a bit more conscious on, okay, if I'm going to direct, if I'm going to say I'm directing, I need to actually be a student at that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because I'm starting this new um so despite what i kind of knew in terms of how i wanted to direct actors it was a lot more about technical stuff with directing and um still now like i'm always trying to learn more things especially like technical things with camera and having that dialogue with a dop or whatever knowing that i know what lens to use and this and that um which not all direct you don't have to do that you can be a different type of director yeah which I am, I just would prefer to have some kind of dialogue on that so I don't feel so left out um, with some things. Um, I can't remember the question. (laughs) You're just asking what was that journey like um, and correct me if I'm wrong to get into the the point where you're making your own feature. Because I features like, that's... Google it if you don't know about it, but that's like a, a big program. I know um, yeah, uh, yeah. some amazing films have been like taken up from iFeatures, like yeah. uh, uh, God's Own Country, mm-hmm. um, Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth with, mm-hmm. yeah, well, with those two talented actresses, um, yeah. as well as obviously William Aldred, um, 
The Last Tree was actually also in that cohort before uh, Charlotte went off and, and did his own thing with it. So yeah. to me, it's like, you know, a, a lot of films that have achieved like relative success and, and filmmakers that have been studying for a, for a while, you know, have, have ended up being there. And yeah. like you've, I don't know, when, when was Run? When did it come out? 2016? 2016 and we're in yeah. 2021 and you got picked up by that cohort in 2019. Yeah. So we're talking about a three year journey to like mm -hmm. being able to be on such a, a prestigious list. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, what's that, what's that sort of learning experience been like for you? How have you grown like, and how have you changed from, that, from the person you were to? I think like a lot of it is confidence and just believing in yourself and believing that you can do this and you know imposter syndrome and all of that and overcoming mm. that to a degree anyway um and just like I think with writing and where I was any like usually I kind of I'm not that great with compliments like I'm just a bit like kind of <laughs> but with like writing and stuff I really like if someone said oh like you can you you write well or whatever I'd be like okay <laughs> okay I can do this I can do this I can write I can actually write and um I guess it's like in that sense like choosing the validation and really letting it affect you positively and being like okay yes I need thank you for saying that because now I add that to my own confidence and can move forward with it. And I think that's, I guess, just listening well to people who I know have my best interests at heart and believe in what they say um, kind of took me forward. Mm. Um, and also, like, before I Features, I did... Uh, film London with Eli. Um, Great, I love that. That's where I met Ben Tab, and I just thought this guy yes. was fucking sick. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, so that was like my first experience working with any kind of development um, because things prior to that had just, I don't even think I sent run to anyone for feedback. Like I just said, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's make it. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Um, I guess because I wasn't really thinking of it in that, that way. I wasn't being conscious about if it was good or not. I just wanted to make something, mm. I guess. Um, so after, and I found I found that quite hard, I guess, because it was my first experience of developing something I had made with like developers. Yeah. And I found it quite challenging. Um, and then, and I think I was kind of put off by submitting for eye features because of that. Like the year before, like I think I actually submitted to eye features with a different idea the year before, 2018, and I didn't. I think I got to the next stage, but not to the final stage, mm. which is good because I didn't. I don't want to make that film. Yeah. <laughs> that that idea was, um, and then, yeah, this film, Surviving Earth, is about my dad and his story. Um, and I used to tell my dad to pass away. And I used to tell, when people ask me like, oh, what's your dad like? I used to tell them like his story and everyone would be like, wow, what? Wow. Da, da, da. And I, and like with Eli and the importance of skin, my other short film, I was kind of just experimenting trauma because I lost my dad suddenly to an overdose when I was 21. And I guess 
it, yeah, it just hit me in a way and I couldn't really relate to, there was no one I could talk to about it really who could relate to me in that way For sure, yeah. about it. Yeah. So I was kind of exploring like, like in importance of skin as a miscarriage. In Eli, like obviously this whole madness happened. Um, and I was kind of exploring trauma within like a young community through my short films, but not actually like talking about the, the root of it, like yeah, yeah. the actual thing that triggered me into these stories. Yeah. And so then I thought, why am I not, yeah, why am I not telling this story? And his life was a very colorful one. And yeah, um, yeah so then I had this story and I met my producer, Alex Bilic, and um, she was just like, yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. And then I submitted the eye features and... Here we are. Here we are. In development. In development. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. It's amazing and it's like, um, it's brave, but it's just like an incredible thing to do to like put so much of your own kind of like, I suppose like really traumatic experiences mm. into your art and like, like sharing that with other people. That's kind of like, that's just an amazing accomplishment in itself. But I suppose, for a lot of people, um, they're sort of like, hear this, like eye features, BFI, all of these like names and like buzzwords and like now you have an agent. Yes. And um, you did your, your, is that your first TV job with Enterprise? That was my first job. First one. So that again, you was a regular in that. So there's mm -hmm. loads of these like wins that we sort of like, I think people were here and sort of latch onto and be like, that's what I want. But I think something catch, that catch me, me in Slice season two. Slice season two, big up Samson Caro, man. With my son Nova. Don't, don't. Also I saw features. that actually, yes, sick. Um, but like all do. of those things, I, th I think we, we speak about this quite a lot about like, I think if you're on TV or if you have some success that like people feel like, oh, I know the, the institution behind that. So that must mean you've mm. got everything you ever wanted in life. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, that's what um, you think. Yeah, so mm. like, how is that for you now? Sort of having having an agent you want, um, have done doing them jobs. Has it has it changed um, your sort of feelings towards this film? Was it opened your eyes to anything that like that you maybe had like preconceived ideas about before? Change my ideas towards what? Sorry. So like w where you've ended up now? Yeah. If you had known in 2016 that you would have done all of these things, mm. would you have thought you feel um, as you, like you do now oh no why because you just there's more there's always <laughs> there's always like the next step what's next what's next yeah do you know what i mean like wh what you guys were talking about in the last episode it's always um it's just a journey and your your needs change and your wants change yeah. change once you've gained something yeah um which is important and I think it's like it's a great way to live because you with all the small gains you know it's like oh this is achievable for me right now yeah if I think about I don't know whatever house or whatever award when I was in 2016 obviously you think about it but it's like I'm not trying to get that within the next month yeah, but yeah. within the next month I can do this yeah and then they're all steps I guess towards the larger goal and once you get to that goal i'm sure there's gonna be another one yeah but sometimes you can't see ahead of something until you're there yeah yeah um so yeah that's just where i'm at now do you know what i mean and i think with well i'm kind of right 
right now it's like I want to make my feature like mm. that's that's what I want to do mm. like I'm here we're almost done with script stage hopefully yeah and then it's like so right now immediately I'm thinking of casting mm. then after that I'm going to be thinking of this next thing and every stage I'm going to feel successful yeah oh yeah we've cast it oh sick oh yeah we've got funding mm. oh sick whatever yeah um, and then whatever film festivals, mm. all of that. I guess it just it's just always changing. So no matter where you are, where you're at, I'm sure like once people, I'm sure people will find a great agent. Let's say their first agent they sign with, and then they eventually outgrow them and they want something else. Yeah. So I just think it's just about it's about noting your successes. Like oh I've done that. Like I have a jar at home with post-it notes and I write like what I what I think is successful to me yeah. and I put it all in the jar even like carrying a baby I put that in there yeah yeah do you know what I mean like I was pregnant oh I gave birth yeah that's definitely that's good <laughs> that's going in there do you yeah. know what I mean that's going in there um yeah stuff like that um yeah. and then this this all accumulates to your life I guess I feel like we have to um we have to touch on that journey because mm. I think that's kind of that's even more amazing than probably everything we've spoken about thus far. But, but just before we sort of move on to that, I, I wonder how how do you find splitting your time now between um, you sort of creating your own content mm -hmm. and then just, um, or how easy has that been for you to do is creating your own stuff, but then also sort of focusing on um, booking jobs as an actor and just be, being an actor for hire? Um, I guess, they kind of, the good thing about it is that they kind of have different time spans. Yeah. So like booking jobs is always, when it comes up, it's immediate. So everything goes to the side. Um, so it's easy in that sense. Yeah. Um, it might not be easy if I have a deadline on that day, but that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's always like, okay, I've got this job, cool. Everything else is gone. Like I will cancel meetings, whatever, because I need to do this, yeah, and I need to commit to this right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then tomorrow or this evening, I'll keep on writing, yeah, or whatever. So I guess it's quite easy for me to compartmentalize them because of the time frames. Yeah, mm. that is just how the business is, I guess. Was that always your intention? I, I ask because I think sometimes there's this sort of idea um, of like, if I just make my own stuff, build up a hype, then I'm going to start booking all the jobs because yeah. everyone's going to know what I'm on. Mm. Was that, was what, did, did you have sort of any of those feelings? when you, it, it doesn't sound like it from how you spoke about Run, but did mm. you get to a point with your own sort of like content um, that you're making where you're feeling like, boom, if I make this and I do this with that, that's going to open up all the doors for me. Yeah, I think I mainly did with Eli. Yeah. And then I was just so disappointed because it didn't happen. What, what didn't happen? Because I thought, because I made this film with London Calling, which was a platform, yeah. I presumed. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would just get, I didn't think masses would happen, yeah. but I would just thought like it would open. And I guess it did open doors that I'm probably not seeing all the time. Yeah. Um, but it did open a door because that's how I met my producer. Yeah. Mm. And here we are making the feature film. But um, I guess I just thought, I don't know, you just, I, in the back of your mind, you think, 
yeah it's gonna be one of those <laughs> random like short films that get into every festival and do this and do that and it didn't do anything yeah. so um i guess i just ca- but that's that's the wrong thing to do anyway like you're placing the success of a film on a name of a company that do you know what i mean it's like i shouldn't have done that anyway yeah. um but that's just where I was at the time. Yeah. And what I thought. And I guess that's an example of what, where you think your success is at the time. And maybe you were wrong about it. Yeah. It's like, okay, right, sick. Like I've, They picked me. They picked me. One of the 14 films they're going to make this year or whatever. And um, then it's still just a film. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, so I guess, yeah, there was that... Um, I've forgotten the question again. <laughs> I was going to say, I just think that's testament to a mentality that maybe you might not see, but listening to you speak about it, mm. it's like, cool. I wanted to get into acting or I wanted to start acting. Um, things weren't necessarily working out how I wanted it to. So fuck it, I'm going to write a poem because I'm into poetry and I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Cool. I have another poem that I've written. The first one was all right. Cool. Let me try and make this into a, a short film. Cool. All the time, you're still thinking in the back of your mind, yeah. I want to get into acting and I want to get my agent and I want to get this. But yeah. like, whether there was a setback or not, mm. you kept going. Mm. And also, you stuck to it to the point where it's like, someone could have made something like Run. I remember it blew up. It was all over like my timelines. Mm-hmm. Someone could have made something like that and been like, you know what? I'm easy now. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. know me. I can, yeah, I can yeah, try yeah, and find yeah. something to, yeah, yeah. to go on for. Mm. You don't stop there. You made mm. guilt. You didn't. You didn't like the sound of it. You went on and you made other other films. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. now you're at the stage where like, cool, you're working. You know what I mean? As an actor, mm-hmm. that could have easily been like, okay, cool, I'm gonna put this right into into the side now. But it's mm. like, you're like, you know what? No, I actually still enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to achieve success in my acting career, this is something that I'm also good at that I can continue to do. And I think that's yeah. like. Fair enough, it's within the same industry, mm. um, so it, it, it's quintessentially linked, but I think um, really good advice that I've gotten over time is to, you know, with acting specifically, always try and find something outside of that that mm-hmm. you can also enjoy and mm-hmm. kind of lose yourself in. Yeah. And to me, it seems like that's something that you've done, but funnily enough, you know, you look at people like Arinze, like you were saying, you look at people like Michaela Cole, you know, yeah. They're finding success and actually creating their own things mm. whilst also doing like great acting work and stuff. Daniel Kaluuya as well, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah I'd just say that's something that I've noticed and, and something that I think I want to big you up for because I think you. that's sick. Yeah. That um, was, you, you knew what I was going with that, innit? What the question where I was trying I knew, to say? I knew it, it for 100% because I'd, I'd seen it as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember the question. As soon as you started talking, I said, oh, yeah, that was a question. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. You're busy. In terms of like, Yes, thank you. Um, Are you going red? <laughs> <laughs> um, the question, yeah, it, did I, sorry, I can't repeat the question, but I know what it is. Um, but no, basically, I didn't think, that was the only time where I thought I'm going to blow up from this. No, yeah, not yeah. I'm going to blow, but it's going to do something for me yeah, was yeah. with, Eli, yeah. all the other times I, um, yeah, was, it was I just. Like you had your biggest sort of names in Eli as well, wasn't it? Yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. Actors, yeah. You, like, you, uh, that was like that was a, a step up. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Um, I know everyone sort of gone on to, to to like is doing bits in their own right, but at the time where everyone was at, I know like Ben had already like led a Netflix show. You had um, yeah. 
I really can't remember his name. Elliot uh, Barnsworth. Elliot, 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 Elliot Warren, yeah. who's like, like who are you? I, I don't know personally, but I sort of know of, and I know he's doing his thing. Yeah. And, um, oh, and... Gia. Gia, mm. who, yeah, just, it was just a nice cast of people. I was yeah, like, it was a great, it was a lovely cast. Um, yeah, so I guess I just thought... I'm going to get on that sort of... I don't know what... I don't. I can't describe to you what I thought it would bring me, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. thought it would bring me more than it did, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, but that was the only time. And I think... Um, and because of that, like I just got myself in this rut because mm. of this thing in my head. Like No one had told me it's going to blow you. Yeah, <laughs> it was just all in my head. Like I thought, oh, yeah, it's going to bring me something. Yeah, yeah. And... Expectation. Yeah, expectations. Yeah. And then I just felt buried as the word I got from Oland for so long, like in this thing. Cause mm. I was just like, then you start asking yourself, you know, all these questions. Am like, I meant to be doing this? Yeah, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? If I've placed all this like weight on validation yeah, yeah. or all this weight on whatever. Um, and yeah, then eventually you just get out of it innit? and then you realize you answer those questions for yourself. I think sometimes life also means that you can't really focus on those things as yeah, much yeah, yeah. or put as much yeah, importance exactly. in those things, you know? Um, which, yeah. um, which you've experienced, mm. I guess, yes. in, in having your, your son. Mm -hmm. um, I think like for so many people, especially actors, um, it feels like the idea of like having a child is like, yeah, I'll do that. When I'm like, when I've blown, like, mm. after I win my Oscar, yeah. or like, it's always kind of like after, um, after lots of success, you feel like that's the only time I'm gonna be able to sort of like consider those sort of things. So mm -hmm. like, what what was that like for you? Um, sort of finding out you're pregnant and then sort of like having to navigate how you still, because this is a difficult industry as it is. Mm. Um, and like, you know, financially it can be really challenging and difficult at times, the uncertainty of it. So like, what was it like for you? Like that journey of contemplating that like having a child mm -hmm. and what that means to sort of, um, well, how you've been spending your time as an artist and creating work and, and staying in this thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thought I never, I don't know, when I was grown up or whatever, the thought of having a child, mm. obviously I knew the industry I was in, it just never clashed for me. I don't know, I just didn't even consider, like I just thought, I mean obviously I considered, yeah, but I didn't yeah. plan like, oh, I can only have one when I've got this amount of money. Because yeah. I just think, I understand why people make the connection, but at the same time I just don't really feel like they're connected, personally. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't think they are. And when you have a child, you kind of, you will clock that. If people who are listening are like, what? Like, I'm they listening, are, I'm still like, they what? Are, <laughs> they are, obviously, obviously they're connected in certain ways, mm. but for the most part, I don't think they are. And I guess it, it does naturally sort of, I, and from experience, you know, I have a daughter yeah. and I didn't, I didn't have that choice. They're just like, boom, it happened. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We were just there. But um, there is, I know from speaking to other sort of like, parents or expecting mm. parents in the industry there is like a real sense of like i spoke to a guy the other day i, w I won't say his name who's expecting he was really worried about telling his agent mm. he's got a good agent he's got the agent he's oh yeah i was well. worried about telling my agent yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, in terms of financially i'm saying yeah um not that i was financially stable or anything yeah, i just yeah. like i just always had in my head i'm gonna figure it out i don't know mm. maybe that's just how i am but yeah, i just yeah. thought like i just don't know i just thought 
I'll cross that bridge when I get there. And I guess I had the the luck, the benefit of live, I li- living with my mum. Yeah, so yeah. I thought I've got a house over my head, like at least for the first year or two, yeah, yeah. I can stay there. So obviously if you don't have that, then I understand there's a lot more yeah. to, weigh, to weigh up. But that was just my main thing. I knew I would be fed. I knew he would be fed. I knew we would be living somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so everything else, I just kind of thought, oh, I can save or I can whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was scared to tell my agent. I was scared. And we were just like, Enterprise season two was like happening. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I need this money. <laughs> that's, when I, that's when I thought about money. Cause yeah. I was like, man, I need this money. How am I gonna, what if they drop me from the show? Yeah, like, yeah. how am I gonna do this? And then I was scared to tell my agent, but she was, Cool. Cool. And, but did you worry about like how it might affect your work, about how you would find the same time and passion? No, to like, I was just naive. Everything? I was just naive. Like I just didn't think of that. I just thought Sick. I didn't know. I did. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I did think of it. Yeah. I just thought it would be fine. Yeah. I thought I'd be able to do it. I just thought abundance what? mentality in full effect. Though, and, right? I, and I don't think that's naive because you're doing it. Do yeah, you know I, mean? I like, hate you. Know, I maybe hate. where like might lead you into yeah. into a situation or. You know, into a lifestyle that maybe you're not as comfortable in. But yeah, like, no, like, yeah, you're right. No, I hear you. No, you're making true. it work. But that's that's just what I just always thought in my head. That's what I'm gonna do. Like when I vision myself as a mom, even before I was pregnant, just like you know, little daydreams. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, like on set, baby in the carrier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be me. I just always thought that, and I thought if no one wants the baby there, then I'm not gonna be there. Like, yeah. fine then, bye. I don't care. Like, I, I think again, I think that says so much about you because yeah. I think like in uh, being being an actor and sort of like uh, part of the journey that we sort of chosen to to be on is it's mm. kind of like a bit inherently selfish, like a lot of yeah. sort of what we're doing. So like for you to not bat an eyelid at those things and like mm. be able to even daydream before it happened about becoming a mum and sort of living for another person and providing for another person is like I think that's it's a real sort of testament to who you are as a person and you not as much as you've committed everything you've had to being a student of acting, being mm. a student of directing and da da da, you've still, um, by the sounds of it, maintained a really healthy relationship to life outside of this thing, mm-hmm. which is like lots of people don't or can't yeah. see outside of no, what I they get want that. to achieve. So why is that? Or why do you think that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> How many times can you say that word? Um, Great podcast content. <laughs> Let's um, get a counter on the I don't know. I think also losing, I would say losing my dad at 21 made me obviously change my mind about a lot of things, but I do, st- I, I want to refrain from saying that because I feel like prior to that, I still had some, the same kind of thinking yeah. in some way. But I do think like losing him like just really made me and just the conversations I had had with him and the things that he was about, like he died at 44 and throughout his whole life, like he was always, he would just randomly come up with something. Like one time he said, oh yeah, like I just want to buy a food truck and serve stuffed peppers at the food truck. And me and mum are like, <laughs> what? Um... But he never did it. But he just, <laughs> all these things, you know, like, 
and I think at the time I'd be like, okay, dad, like grow up. But obviously when you get older and in hindsight, those things become admirable yeah, about yeah. a person. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, losing him and then having to think once you lose someone, obviously everything comes rushes, but rushing back like, oh, all these conversations they've had with you and mm. you, you realize the things that you've taken from them and um, just their outlook on life. And um, yeah, I guess I kind of just adopted more of that attitude. Um, and it's not just him, like my mom's very easygoing and very like supportive of lovely lovely woman changing thank you pick up you mum yeah. Christine um I said she's lovely just for the commission that you got <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she, I see her all the time man I see her yeah. all the time I've yes. yeah. um yeah so I guess I don't know parents and yeah. um I don't know ends maybe I don't know just like I think that makes a difference though. Yeah. Because you, you got quite a lot of friends with kids. Yeah. As well. Like yeah. and that was kind of you always had kids in like your projects. So you'd been projects yeah, with yeah, young yeah. kids. So it's, it always seemed that you had quite like a maternal Yeah, I did always flair. have yeah, always like my one of my closest friends, like the first kid in our group was he, they, we were eighteen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's everyone been having kids. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess I kind of just it didn't. It wasn't a massive thing for me in terms of the idea of having one or um, anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, you're right. I have been. I mean, not because of lockdown. My idea of things of pe- the first year of parenthood or whatever wasn't as Tough. it was. But I was actually living it like the first three months. <laughs> Before lockdown happened, like I would be in Shoreditch House. I mean, not Shoreditch House, Ace Hotel, um, like breastfeeding him in the middle of a script editing meeting. Do you know what I mean? Like I was, the thing, the thing I had pictured, I was actually doing it. Like he came with me to the I Features camps. Like we just, I just did it. And I just always had that in my head that I'm going to do it. Um, And also I just, I'm so passionate about changing the, the like, um, what's it called? Not the rules. A different word for rules. Narrative. Not narrative. Like the um, I don't know. Different word for ru- rules and like ethos around just working mums in this industry specifically and parents as well. Yeah. Um, and like not having childcare, not being able to afford childcare, and like why can't I bring my baby here mm-hmm. if I know I'm going to be able to do it, and I can still take this on. Like a lot of people place their insecurities on you. Like it's, even if they're not parents, like they say, are you sure you can do this? Or like you kind of get that vibe from them. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like, yes, like I can do it. And I features were super supportive of that, which is sick. Like yeah. they were like, yeah, of course. Like, do you want us to ask the hotel if you need a car? And do you know what I mean? Things like this, like bring him everywhere. And um, so I think it is becoming more flexible. And there is like initiatives within the industry um, to support parents yeah, yeah. Um, as well now. And yeah, I guess that just kind of um, drew me to have that attitude as well. Mm. And I don't know, maybe just being young and just- Getting on with it. What else can you do? Like, I'm not gonna stop my career. Yeah, mm. yeah. So there's no other option. Did you, did you feel like you lost confidence at all in your career or in your work after having a child? Because obviously it's just a, a huge change. Yeah, I mean, mm. I don't know. I guess I just kind of felt very 
I don't know if I lost confidence in my career. I lost confidence, but not in my career. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I just felt very like distant from it. Um, in some senses, but in another, like my draft with what I features was due in January. He was born in literally like a week before December. So I didn't, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I didn't have time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also deep in that career in one way. I guess maybe from acting and stuff, I felt a bit distant because I was on maternity leave from that yeah, yeah. and I wasn't auditioning and um, because I wasn't, I didn't want to. Obviously you kind of do, but I didn't actually want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also with that, like before lockdown, there was like auditions in central like for commercials or for like small parts and it's like i'm not i'm not going to central for a couple lines or whatever like i'm not doing it i don't really care who the casting director is (laughs) i'm not gonna go i have a newborn Mm. like it doesn't really make sense to me Mm. um and i think also like the further you get in your career it's like names or whatever they just less they just lessen or they have for me anyway and it's just everyone is just human and everyone is just so i'm sure i'll meet you on the rebound somewhere else like if i can't see you today um because my life is as important as yours so (laughs) i don't really (laughs) understand at the same time that's (laughs) That's why you're my boy (laughs) Uh, it's really interesting you, you you say that and again um this is just going to sound like I'm complimenting you, Bear, but I think this is like probably the longest conversation you and I have had actually like in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find a lot of the stuff you're saying really inspirational. And I, I think for me, as a guy, it's quite different. Um, mm. I'm going to come to you about this, but I don't, I don't have a child that I know of. And um, <laughs> like, it's like, I feel like I'm probably in that space uh, of people that's maybe like, I do want to like make a certain amount of money, and I do want to be like you know what I've I've got security. Maybe because uh, my mom did an excellent job, but maybe because we didn't have as much financial security as mm-hmm. she probably would have liked when I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I I want to make sure that I can give my kid maybe a life that I wasn't necessarily able to have. Mm-hmm. I think I had a great life to be honest, and and I'm a pretty happy guy, um, but. I would like to be able to afford certain things for my child and, and make sure that my child never feels the burden that I might feel of, you know, finances or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. I think, but also, it's like, I don't know. It's like, Nova, my son, if I, he's not going to feel that burden, he's not aware of it at all right now, yeah. right? So they're not really going to feel it until a certain point, by which point. <laughs> I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel you though. But do you know what I mean? 100%. So it's just like, like children are. This is what I mean about separating the finance and the thing. I think what I knew in my head is like it's just love. Also, my mum has been a early years teacher. Well, she's retired now, but she was an early years teacher for twenty five years. And I think it's like I just knew that it's just presence yeah, and it's yeah. love and it's care and it's attention and his commitment to this person. But do you know what I mean? They don't care if they're wearing one pound Primark top. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. It's like, it's us that care. Mm. Like what we're giving to them and what we're consuming from like all this new baby gear that you need to buy that you don't need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's, it's, it's all adults, do you know what I mean? Like the kids, they're fed and if they, if you can feed them and if you can love them, then I think the rest is like, it's there. Also, I find it beautiful that I'm building something with him. Yeah, like yeah. I find that beautiful that he can look back and be like, oh, I was on set or I was doing this and oh, my mum's this and mm. my mum's sick, you know what I mean? <laughs> like all of that, mm. I find, I just find it, I don't know, great. Mm. Um, and also what you're saying, I completely hear, but it's like, you don't know when you're getting there. Yeah, also, I read this book, it's called The Golden Rules of Acting. It's like a little book. Don't know if you've read it. Oh yeah, with the I ten. I have. Uh, what's the guy's name? I don't know. I know his daughter. I can't think. Um, it's like a little handbook. Is that this? Sick. Thing? I gave it away. I wish I could have it back, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But basically, there's a page. It's basically you should get it. It's like oh. every actor should get this book. It's like little booklet. Pardon me. This bit really gassy. <laughs> really gassy. <laughs> um, and it's like illustrations and quotes that bold quotes kind of thing on each page so it's just how to navigate how life, to navigate life it's like oh these for example one page will be like these actors didn't make it until they were 40 or whatever whatever age for yeah, example yeah, that's yeah. the kind of vibe it is right. anyway one page is like and i think that's what stuck with me since i read it it's like don't put your life on hold mm. for your career yeah yeah it's like easier said than done though. you know of course easier it is but i think done. reading it and like I kept going back to that page, mm. things like dyeing your hair, for example. <laughs> so you want to even now? I, I still get it now. Like I might be like, oh, I want to dye my hair pink. No, mm. I can't. But stuff like that is just jarring. It's mm. so jarring. Like there are still things that I'm still that get the better of me. Like things like that because mm. I know oh, it's going to affect my roles. But mm. then the bigger things that I won't let like get the better of me is like family. I don't know, holidays travel, even, yeah. travel. That's what the mm. thing was saying. It was like, don't not, you don't know. You might, to be honest, you probably won't get a job in the next whatever. So go on holiday yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, that's, I think reading that page, like don't yeah. put your life on hold. Um, it kind of, you know, just those little things that stick with you. Yeah, that's that just kind lesson. of That just kind of stuck with me, I think. And I read that back when I was like, doing the real the studio stuff it. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it that's his name um so yeah so with you i mean jazz you started if i'm not if i'm not mistaken you started go up after you'd had noah right mm. oh way after yeah, yeah so yeah, after. i remember when i remember because we weren't we've actually gotten closest like in yeah, probably yeah. the last like two three years but um i remember you were like this like really like chilled very similar actually to what you're like right now very yeah, chill yeah. very easygoing guy um and i would argue you didn't really change that much maybe obviously like there was a, a bit more of a sense of responsibility about you yeah. um but i don't seem to remember ever having a conversation with you where you were like i can't do this acting thing anymore because uh i'm having a daughter or i have a daughter or I guess quite similarly to Theo, you didn't not not much seem to change, but I guess yeah. like that it's your own personal journey. So like um, to anyone out there that might be expecting, because I have a friend as well that's expecting, and uh, I think he's a bit he's not expecting his girls expecting, and obviously yeah. he's a bit nervous about it. You know, um, like what what advice would you have given yourself, or how do you feel like you've grown or changed, or like do you feel like it's hindered you in any way? Like um, just interested. Yeah, mine was a bit different because I was brand new to acting. 
Like, I was at Identity, didn't have an agent, like, just wasn't even in a place where I knew enough about the thing for it to, like, even be feasible when we found out we were having Noah. So, like, it was just, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was, like, wow. Like, I'm still going to train. And I was still at Identity, like, um, my, Jess was there as well. We were in the same class, like, while she was pregnant and, like, hormonal and stuff at a point. But, like... The thought of like trying to earn money from like this industry or anything at the time wasn't even a thing. The focus was just like, mm. let me just learn how to do it and get good. So mm. like that didn't really change. And someone said to me, a guy called Chadwick at the time, he's like, when you have a child, it's the um, it's the biggest motivation or the best excuse. Mm. And it just always stuck with me because I was like, do you know what? That's true. Like now I have something that I have to like. I have to kind of make this work even more. Not in a like um like I feel stressed or like anxious about it, but like, if this is what I want to do, then now I have a great motivation to like be able to figure it out. Mm. Um, instead of being like, well, I'm having a child. So like now I've got to, you know, do something else. Did it, did it. Mm. I was just never on that. I think mm. it was a slightly different um, thing as well, because I started acting a lot later than everyone else I know. Mm. And I had already worked. I was an estate agent and then I was working in the city doing IT recruitment. So in terms of like, think a lot of things that I was trying to navigate at the time I had already earned like decent money and done all that stuff and just realized yeah like this 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 alone won't make me happy mm. so like doing acting was more about like now nah, I need to find a sense of fulfillment and purpose in my own life more so than it was about like trying to be an actor it mm. just so happened I went to identity and like I found community for the first time in my life apart mm. from basketball I'd say um and then I've had a bit of like a spiritual awakening there. So I was just like, do you know what? If this thing is going to help me get to know myself the way it, it's doing, then I, I can just dedicate my time to this. Mm -hmm. Like That's all I was thinking. So like I was just like, I'll make it work. I had bare shit, not shit side jobs, but I had bare um, side jobs. Mm -hmm. I worked at fucking, I worked in All Saints. I worked at Apple. I worked I in a pizza shop. Like, mm, but I was mm. calm. Like, yeah. I was just, I always had this thing. I was telling my boy the other day, and I used to say this to Jess all the time. Like, I'm cool to be broke for the next 10 years. <laughs> but in 10 years, I, I know, and Flynn can attest to this, but I've just never changed. I was always like, I know I can make it work. Mm. But like, if it takes time, it takes time. And I'm, I'm cool with the time because mm. I'm not going back to what I've done before. Mm -hmm. um, it was scary, but again, we just together sort of navigated it. Um, and it's, it's very similar to Thea because like we're both um, uh, earning a living um, in, in the same industry or, or freelancing and doing work like that. But we were both cool with like no sense of security and just kind of figure it out. We used to go, Jess was, she was like obsessed with these like um, really expensive like hormonal tablets from like Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. But I used to just clap those, bro. I used to just go, I used to steal them and just be like, you know what, bro, one day I'm gonna be able to buy them. And then like, yeah, thankfully, mm. like everything happens. And now, um, like, I, our daughter is just in, the, like, in a way more privileged position than we've ever been in our life mm. in our childhood. Mm. And we're both extremely committed to to, to raising her and, and giving her everything she wants. But mm. at the time, I couldn't have been further from that being a reality. Mm. It just kind of worked out. Mm. So I think if you want to do something enough, you, you just figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's true, you do, you just do it. That's it, like, That's it. It, it's scary, but yeah. that, like anything, isn't it? That's what, it's no different to wanting to be an actor without a child, it, it might not work. Because mm. <laughs> you're still doing it with some sense of faith mm. and like pushing forward. Um, I just and I think it just depends life. who you are as a person because I've never been like 
money driven. Yeah. I've just never, I just, I just haven't. And my parents aren't like that. And they like, my them, they went together. Like my mom was a single mom. Mm. She managed to eat the, the, she managed to sell the house that you sold yeah, yeah. because she, it was a council flat and she eventually was able to buy it. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's, and then you sold it. And that's, we still live in the, the first house she's ever kind of bought, bought yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. still live there now. So it's just like, and my dad, like Serbian immigrant, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he doesn't yeah. have money, council flat kind of thing. And so I guess it's like, I don't know, it was never, but they, they didn't really, as much as they didn't have a lot of money, they didn't make it feel like a problem. Yeah. So I guess I just didn't have any kind of, thought on it it was just very middle yeah. like we're cool yeah. so obviously it would be nice to have more things but we're actually cool like what you were saying you had a nice childhood yeah. blah blah like it's still fine yeah yeah like the hot water you know can't run too many baths but <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's still fine yeah, like yeah. it's cool so i think maybe i don't know maybe because of that i just have never been like driven to it like i, I worked at arsenal for five years um, and then I finally quit when I got I the enterprise job. Yeah, I, remember I think you put it out there. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. tweeting it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, back in your Twitter days. Back in my Twitter days. That that thread got a lot of likes, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I could have always done more shifts, but I just I just Did it, I didn't because yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't want to be there. Yeah. So I didn't, and I could have stayed working there while I got after I got Enterprise. Yeah. But it's like, I followed the fulfillment of the job mm. rather than the money. Mm. And I guess also that played into like my thinking of motherhood, yeah, like yeah. what you're saying about, oh, it was fine. Like we just made it happen. I guess because I have never worried, not worried, but I've never like been driven yeah. by numbers. Mm. Um, I just didn't, I was just like, it's fine. We're gonna be fine. Again, you guys are dropping lots of nuggets, I think, because uh, maybe for people that are looking to get into acting or I guess any kind of creative industry or any kind of job that maybe you don't have a, a fixed income, you know, mm-hmm. um, it can be kind of scary. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, in, in what you said, Jazz, what, I, what really stuck with me is you're making money, you left that to try and find fulfillment in just your life yeah. in general, not necessarily in the job that you're doing, but this was you know, acting was something that was giving you fulfillment. And so in the end, you knew that maybe, cool, maybe I'm not going to make money in my first 10, 15, mm. 20 years. You know, you read that. Uh, 10 years, that and book. I was like strict on 10 years. I mm. was always like, 10 years, that seems like, that's all right. Mm. 10 years is a long it's time. A long time like, it's a long time, but, but also. It's, it's not easy for a lot. I don't think it's not easy yeah. for a lot of people to think in, in that it's way. It's a long you know? time, but it's also like the amount of time it takes. Mm, and like, if, you, if you think about your, the dr- job you're on now, it's almost, it's, it's probably over 10 years, Bro, 10 years. Yeah, it's been a minute. So <laughs> like, it's like, it's not that long when mm. you're in it. Mm. Yeah, when you're in it. Like even the feature film, it's like, are we done? But we, I'll wrap up five minutes, is that cool? We'll just edit out that. Um, no, let's leave it in. Huh? <laughs> let's leave it in. All right, fuck it, leave it in. We're um, coming to an end. So we're I, coming to an end, but yeah, just on that point, yeah, yeah. like the feature film that I'm doing now, I started writing it before I submitted to iFeatures in 2018. Yeah. We're still not in production, mm. but when I'm in it- I thought that when you were talking about it earlier. When I'm in it, it's just like, 
oh, oh. This is just the, the time it takes. Time. It's just the yeah. time. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. the time it takes. Like yeah. yesterday, I think I put on Instagram. Like I was in the project folder and I counted all the drafts, and it was twelve. Yeah. And I thought, if someone told me when I first started, oh, it's gonna take you over twelve drafts, <laughs> I'd have been like, no, yeah. no, yeah. I'll do it in two. Like, what yeah. do you mean? But like, it's just the time it takes. Like for career, for craft, for whatever and craft it's, as well because yeah. career and craft sometimes a different thing yeah mm -hmm. no word but it's just yeah that's that's how long it takes like do you know what i mean like when you look back at the greats it's like they've got numbers you know yeah, yeah. numbers and numbers the people that you respect the most hundred we always say we, we always talk about this yeah. the actors i'm looking at are like there's no overnight success yeah they've been, they've been in it for time time um, yeah. if we if we named our episodes i feel like that would be the quote it just takes the time it yeah, takes yeah you know? yeah if um, just just because we are coming to an end, and again, thank you so much for like coming on and sharing so much. But like, obviously, if you could just briefly talk about now what um, you and Bree and uh, I can't Tia. and Tia have started with mm -hmm. your production company. But also, we wanted to ask all of our guests at the end of the episode who you would like to see um, on this podcast. But whoever you say, you, you're you're gonna have to do something <laughs> towards introducing us or plugging yeah. us. So just okay. don't say someone you don't know, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about Etch very quickly, and then yes. we can finish. Um, yeah, Etch is um, a female-led production company um, that me, Brittany Hall, and Tia Bannon started. Um, Tia is also an actress, um, and. Britney's a filmmaker and a singer-songwriter. And I guess it's not your average because none of us are producers by trade. Yeah. Um, but we can produce. And yeah, we just kind of want to tell stories like, I guess always finding the narrative in something. So at the moment we've got a call out where we want to like create content for artists or small businesses, independent businesses. Um, but we're trying to find like the interesting story in that and promote that promote the person or the company through their story rather than it being like oh glossy here's our yeah, product yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean um and yeah we just we're just here just doing our thing <laughs> and we yeah we just started it basically congratulations yeah. thank you. The production wish you all the success thank you that, thank you in all the different stages yes um and a person to be on the podcast okay so i thought about this but now I've got another one in the course of this meeting, so I'm just going to say two. Cool. Um, the but first... Twice the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the person I thought of was Kyle Byron-Smith. I met him once. He came to Goha. I really liked his energy. Yeah, he's like, great. Mutuals, but I don't really he's know He's great. Him. And he's another long... T like, he's been in he's this game. He's a grinder. Game. He's someone I look at like, bro, this guy's putting in work. Yeah, like, he's been in this game. And I'm so happy he's finally, like... Having his, his having his time, today. like yeah, for sure. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, and big shout out, Kyle. Yeah, man, such a sick guy and an actor and a person, and he's funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. So that was he was my original yeah person. But then in speaking of this, I just thought of Matthew because we were speaking of bounce cinema. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, also so. Matthew John, who um um quick story, we met because he took my first ever headshot. So he's he's a he photographer. photographer. Yeah. Oh, um, very sick photographer, sick, sick, sick. And I saw his Instagram and he didn't even have any headshots on there, but I just thought he was a sick photographer. Yeah, so yeah. I messaged him like, do you do headshots? And he said, yeah, even though he didn't, which I found out later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he took like a sick headshot of me and that's how we met. Sick. And he now runs Bounce Cinema um, and very, he does various other things. 
but yeah, he was the second person. Lovely. Cool. Also, just uh, to say, my mm-hmm. first headshots I'd done, I was like, I saw your headshots. I was like, who's fierce headshots? And I was like, cool, I'm going Daniel Sukko. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sukkos. Daniel. So that's how much I was clocking your shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you. Do you want to bring us home, Sam? I don't know how I'm going to bring us home, but I'm just going to say thank you for thank your, you. thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for uh, being so open, for dropping so many nuggets for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that obviously everyone else that's been watching or listening uh, finds as much, if not more value um, than I have in chatting to you. I think you're dope, man. And uh, I just wish you all the success. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the uh, Ipe Features thank you. film. Um, and obviously just tracking what you're up to in general. Um, I think it's also really quite important to say, I think when we're doing these uh, podcasts, it's really just about getting to know the person, Mm. you know, and um, in just sharing so many elements of your journey, um, we've not only gotten to know you, but I think we've also gotten to know like the mentality that it takes to be able to like Mm. do what you're doing, Mm. you know? And I don't really care about what anyone else sees as success. For me, what you're doing is massively successful. Yeah. and yeah, I hope that that spreads to, to the masses as well. But yeah, big up yourself. Thank you, Fia. Thank you. Episode Thank you so done. much for having in me. In the can. Thank you guys for watching.